Welcome to Choir Talks. My name is Greg O'Neill. I'm with Ridgecrest Baptist Church in Madison, Mississippi, and Choir Talks is my weekly podcast that would be what I would normally share with my choir on Wednesday nights as a devotional thought. So thanks for joining me today. Today we're going to look at Philippians 4.13. It's one of the most quoted verses, I think, in America. You see it uh, all over the place, maybe mostly used by athletes who, who maybe put it on iBlack or, or quoted in a tweet or something. The verse says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm not sure that we've got the interpretation of that verse completely right. I want us to look at that verse in context and challenge our interpretation of it just a little bit as we see how it applies to to all of us. So Philippians 4.13, it's not just for athletes anymore, okay? Before we jump into the text, I want to ask you a couple of questions. Who is the richest person that you know? Question number one. Question number two, what makes you think that that person is the wealthiest? Who's the richest person you know and why, basically? All right, here's the text, Philippians 4, beginning with verse 10. I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. Now, I'm kind of jumping into the middle of this chapter and this thought, so let me tell you what's, what he's talking about right here. Paul is in prison in Rome, and he is not in a traditional prison setting. He is under house arrest. Uh, with an armed guard there with him day and night. But he, is, he has to rent the house that he's staying in, and he has to provide for his own, his own food and, and clothing and so forth. So he can have no job, and yet he has all these expenditures. So Paul is, um, is under some financial duress here. And so what he's talking about here, is the re- interest that they've renewed in him, is to help him financially. Um, so he says about that, I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. And then the great verse, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. So Paul has given us what we today might call a life hack or a pro tip about how to live life. He says he's learned a secret, and the secret shortcut to doing life is this, contentment. He calls it the secret of of being content, he says. And I think he calls it a secret because it's not so apparent. It's not something that comes natural to us. It is something that you have to come to and learn and understand. And many miss this life principle of of being content. I ask you who you thought was the wealthiest person you know. And so in this passage, I think Paul gives us his answer, and it's himself. As weird as that is, he's under house arrest in a foreign country, in a foreign uh, culture, in a foreign city, and he has no job and little money. He's depending on others, and yet, in his mind, he is rich. And why is he rich? Because he knows this great secret, which is contentment. I ask you what you thought it might make uh, make somebody wealthy, what you thought the, that secret to somebody's wealth is. Your answer may have been their possessions, their bank account, their purchasing power, their stock account. I think 
we believe there's some point that you come to in gaining wealth that you get to this level where you feel content because you have enough money to cover all your needs and then you're rich. But money's not the solution to that equation. You can have a lot of money but still be undone by a great tragedy or an illness. Money cannot overcome every situation. And the abundance of money doesn't necessarily lead to contentment. I think that's the life hack and the thing that we don't always recognize. There are many people who are very wealthy in the eyes of some, and yet they are not wealthy in their own eyes because they're not content. They still want more, and they still need more money to get whatever it is that they want next. Often also, we overlook the things that are truly valuable in our lives, like family, like friends, like health and peace and hope and joy. We don't usually count those in our, in our uh, net worth or our bank account, but none of us would trade great amounts of money for our family, our friends, or any of the things that I've mentioned. Um, who is richer, I ask you, than a person who is content with what they have? That's the secret. The person who is content with what they have has enough in their life. And so Paul says that he's learned this great life hack through the circumstances that God has led him through in his life. Sometimes he has had plenty, he says, and sometimes he's been in in great need. And we know that to be true. If you read through the book of Acts, you've seen um, that he was uh, shipwrecked and and left on an island and and just all the various circumstances he went through, he was definitely in need. Uh, And yet he comes to this, this great verse, and here I'll read it again. I can do all things through him who gets, gives me strength. Paul learned that great lesson as he walked through life with the Father, providing his strength. He learned to be content with that strength and that there's no human resource like money or anything like that that can live up to the strength that God put in his life to be content and to live at, at, with whatever life presented him. So back to this verse, I think sometimes we've Americanized this verse, if you will. Um, We think of this verse as uh, giving us the power to achieve goals or win games or do extraordinary things. Well, I think as believers, we do have the ability through the power of the Holy Spirit to do extraordinary things. Uh, the, the early church is proof of that. A few people spread the gospel without the internet, without any multimedia, any, any worldwide media. They spread the gospel throughout their known world. Um, so we have great ability to do things in the power of the Holy Spirit for the kingdom. But this verse is not about doing things for our own personal recognition or our own personal goals or personal achievements. This verse, though read in the context as we've done today, you can see that it's more about the power to be content, not the power to win. It's the power to win by being content with God's provision and trusting in His resources in spite of what circumstances come your way. So that in the power of Christ, we're not undone when we're without because that being without doesn't cause us to have a lack of faith and doesn't change the, the resources that God gives us inner strength to handle those situations. And when we have plenty, 
Um, we don't, our faith doesn't rest on the resources that we have in the world. Instead, our faith rests on the strength that, that comes from Christ. So Paul's life hack, life hack is contentment. And it's not just for athletes. The good news is it's for all of us. All of us are going to go through difficult times and good times. And we have the opportunity to learn, as Paul did, as we walk through those times with the Lord, depending on his power, we will learn this life act that he is all we need, and that his power is our source of true abundance, our source of true resources, and we will be content with the power of the Holy Spirit. So the secret that he's giving us here is not some special knowledge that gives us a new power but it's a power that gives us a new knowledge. And that new knowledge is to be content. Hope you have a great week.